You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. Hey, Apollos and Zenos, they're about to head out on this missionary endeavor, and uh, they need this, and they need this, and they need a, you know, a ride if it was practical to the airport or whatever it might be. See, the most basic, here, here's the most basic good deed a Christian can do. Open your wallet, open your purse, and give to kingdom causes. That's the most basic. But then the next is actually doing something that cost me my time, cost me actually something physical, right, where personally get involved. Jesus got personally involved with people. What are you willing to give for the kingdom of God? As Pastor Danny examines the church in Crete, we see a community that took care of each other. When someone had a financial need, all they had to do was make it known, and their brothers and sisters would take up an offering. If they were short on food, they would find a bag of groceries on their doorstep. This is what the church should look like. Every good thing you have is an opportunity to give back to God, and you can do so by serving His people. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Titus, chapter 3, with today's edition of The Living Word. Ephesians 4, verse 28. Remember, the church at Ephesus also, pagan culture. And the gospel invades that pagan culture. They were cheats, they were liars. And then they came to know Christ. And here's what the Holy Spirit slips in. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 28. He who has been stealing, that's what you were like, before Christ, must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with his hands. Why? That he may have something to share with those in need, so he might become a giver. Luke chapter 16 is a very interesting passage. Luke chapter 16, and Jesus blasts, in a bad way, the people of the light, the church. Let me read it for you. After he tells the parable of the shrewd manager, He says this, the middle of verse 8. For the people of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own kind, unbelievers, than are the people of the light. I tell you, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourselves. So when it's gone, the worldly wealth, you'll be welcomed into eternal dwellings. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. So it's not how much you have. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So if you've not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who'll trust you with true riches? And if you've not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? No servant can serve two masters. Either he'll hate the one and love the other or be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Here's the bottom line. When grace is flowing through the life of a Christian... They become givers. You get that? When grace is throwing through the life of a group of believers, a church, a local assembly of believers, they're givers. I thank God for this church. I really do. You think I'm setting you up. Well, God is setting you up, but not me. You read about the early church. What an amazing church to be a part of. When you read in Acts chapter 2, All the believers were together, had everything in common. doesn't mean it was a commune. They still had their own homes. 
And you know that if you read the passage, selling their possessions and goods, they gave to anyone as he had need. They didn't all sell them on the same day. Every day they continued to meet together. They broke bread in their homes, praising God, enjoying the favor, the grace of all the people. You get to Acts chapter 4. All the believers, verse 32, were one in heart and mind. No one claimed any of his possessions was his own, but they shared everything they had. But it wasn't a commune. How do I know that? There were no needy persons among them, for from time to time, over time, from time to time, those who owned lands or houses sold them. And the picture is, as time went on and the Holy Spirit continued to minister to individuals in the early church, a couple, an individual would be led of the Holy Spirit to sell a piece of land. We don't really need that piece of land. Let's sell that land that's invested in the church. And they would. It even mentions Barnabas. Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, also called Barnabas, means son of encouragement. He also sold a piece of land. He brought the money. He put it at the apostles' feet. So as time was going on, the grace of God was flowing through these individuals in the early church. And because the grace of God was flowing through them, they naturally would give. Amazing church to be a part of. Paul, when he wrote the letter to the Philippian churches, the Philippian church, he closed it out in chapter 4, and he, he had just received an offering from them, all right? And it had refreshed him. He, he had been in need, and now this offering comes and refreshed him, and, and uh, he thanked them for it. And he says, when I first set out from Macedonia, you were the only church that shared with me in, in giving and receiving. In other words, they were the only church that supported his ministry. And now you've helped me time and time again. And he, and he says this in verse 17, not that I'm looking for a gift, he wasn't trying to set them up for a gift and try to, you know, I'm not looking for a gift, but I'm looking for fruit that may abound to your account. You know, that's, that, as a pastor, that's my heart for you. Really. Genuinely. Most basic, basic good deed that any of us can do is give. Now, if you think I'm setting you up, that's between you and the Lord. But the passage is clear. And this is God's word for us today, right now, this time, and how appropriate it is. We, we have so much going on, so many good things, some things I don't even know about. I mean, the, the church is so big now and so many things happening. I mean, I, I don't know about all the Good Samaritan giving going on. So we can give Good Samaritan. That's a personal thing where somebody, you know, is in your life and you just reach out and you, you help them in the name of the Lord. But there are also things we can do together, and there are things we can do together that we can't do individually. What I mean is... All the ministries that are happening here. Do everything you can to help Zenos, the lawyer, and Apollos on their way and see they have everything they need. That's a very practical good deed, isn't it? Now, how would Titus do that? Would Titus just go to the bank and out of his personal account? Uh, he probably didn't have that kind of money to provide what they needed. No, he would obviously go to the church and say, Hey, Apollos and Zenos, they're about to head out on this missionary endeavor, and uh, they need this, and they need this, and they need a, you know, a ride if it was practical to the airport or whatever it might be. See, the most basic, here, here's the most basic good deed a Christian can do. Open your wallet, open your purse, and give to kingdom causes. That's the most basic. But then the next is actually doing something that costs me my time, costs me actually something physical where I, where I personally get involved. Jesus got personally involved with people. Remember he washed his disciples' feet? And he said, I'm your master, and I washed your feet. Now, if I'm your master and I washed your feet, you you wash one another's feet. 
You know the priority uh, people that God has called the church to minister to? Now listen carefully. Uh, now, I, I'm just giving you an opportunity for us to go minister in Crawfordville, and we're ministering in Washington, D.C. to unbelievers, and we're ministering uh, all kind of places to unbelievers. But do you know the priority people that God's called the church to minister to? It doesn't mean we don't minister to the world. But let me read you Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, says, Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Did you catch that? Now, why would that be? By this shall all men know, you're my disciples, if you have love one for another. What if we go out and reach the world with the gospel, bring them in here, and there's no love in here? You think they want to stay here? We go tell them about the love of Jesus out in the world, and they make a commitment to Christ, and we get them to become part of the church, and they don't feel any love in the church. By this shall all men know you're my disciples. Boy, I got stories to tell you. I know a lot of things are going on that aren't formally connected with the ministry here, but we have two ministries that are primarily, their thrust, their primary thrust is to minister to people in the church. They occasionally minister to people outside of the church. Their primary thrust, though, is to believers as a part of Calvary Chapel St. Pete. It's the women of heart ministry and the men of arms ministry. And if you're not involved, oh, my goodness, how much more we could do if more people would get involved. church this size? My goodness. About a year ago, one of our church members, a guy, was working a security job at a condo complex, and he was called to... uh, the condo of an 89-year-old widow. And she was having trouble with her lights, and so they called the security guard, and he went. And um, he invited her to Calvary Chapel, began giving her rides here, 89-year-old widow. The women of heart got involved. They've been giving her for months now rides to the doctor. They've been visiting with her, praying with her. Uh, They've done household chores. They've run miscellaneous errands. And let me read you what... The leader of our Women of Heart Ministry, Nicole, wrote me in regard to this particular woman. Every time we speak, she shares how Calvary Chapel has impacted her through meeting her needs. She thought she was going to die alone. She has no children. All of her family and friends have passed away. She suffers from macular degeneration and uses a walker or a wheelchair to get around. She came to faith in Christ as a child, and she sings hymns and speaks Scripture in every conversation. I mean every conversation, Nicole says. It was no coincidence that the man working at the guard station that night she called led her to our church. You need to know that she has impacted the lives of those who have helped her. She has an incredible ministry of prayer for those that she comes in contact with. That's 2 Corinthians that I just read. They're prayers for you as you minister to them. a solid foundation of faith includes having a solid knowledge of who God is and what He's done for you. You'll be able to find that in the Bible. As you grow in your relationship with God, we encourage you to spend as much time as you can reading His Word and holding the truth of those words close. Take some time to read the passage from Titus that Pastor Danny shared today, or read ahead before you join us next time. God promises to speak through His Word and through the Holy Spirit, and we know that you'll be blessed each time you dive into the doctrine of your faith. 
If you'd like to hear more teachings from Pastor Danny, visit ccfstpete.church and click on the Sermons tab. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel while you're there to get updated content each time we post it. We love connecting with our listeners, so also stop by our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages. Join in the conversation, and we'll add some positive encouragement to your newsfeed. Before our time is up with you for the day, we'd like to ask you to consider partnering with us as we continue to share the hope of salvation with the world. Would you pray for us each time you tune into the Living Word? Pray that we keep listening to God and following His plan for our program. Please pray, too, for protection and open hearts among those who will be tuning in next time. We know the power of prayer, and we appreciate you doing this for us. Thanks for being a part of our time here today. Join Pastor Danny next time for another edition of The Living Word. Thank you.